Hey guys, this is the very first Honey Batcher podcast. I'm your resident hotshot photographer, David, right over here. And we got another hotshot photographer all the way from California. His name is Jason Sunker. Jason, come introduce yourself. Hey guys, my name is Jason. Um, I live in Southern California. Um, and yeah, awesome. Right. Sweet, yeah. All right, so we'll just um, get started with uh, by sharing what do you shoot and why. All right. Um... So I mainly shoot uh, landscapes. Um, that's mainly what I'm into. I also shoot uh, portraits uh, definitely when I do get appointments. Um, but for the most part, I definitely try to keep it more towards um, nature and kind of the urban lifestyle. And I, I feel like I just like the nature and the urban scene more just because for me, I'm a person that likes to go explore. I've always kind of been that sort of a person. So when I get to go out and um, go get explore like downtown LA or Venice Beach or Santa Monica Pier. That's always a really fun experience because um, you never know what you're going to see and it's always going to be new. So, yeah, for me right now, being a senior in high school, um, you know, being able to travel out the country, definitely, obviously, um, you know, I don't have the finances for that right now. Um, but my end goal um, in at least the next 10 years is to be able to travel the world and be able to shoot you know these destinations that most people don't get to see yeah like honestly i wish i got to see uh i don't know maybe just michigan's kind of boring or maybe that i always thought it was kind of boring but like i just never uh like when i was even when i was in high school i, I got my first camera when i was like a senior in high school and even then i was like oh michigan's kind of boring like it just <laughs> it just snows all the time and it's cold and it's gloomy <laughs> like most right. of most of the v days out of the year um, but you know, like I'm, you know, glad I got to explore elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, I I will say like, um, I don't regret a lot of things in life, but the one thing I do regret is not bringing my camera when I visited Costa Rica for the first time. Like I already oh, had, man. like I was a senior in high school, as I said, and then I just I was like, you know what? I'm gonna play it safe. I'm not gonna bring my expensive camera to me in Costa Rica, and like <laughs> you, you can already like see you can already hear how like incredibly uh insecure i was like just not only about with my photos but like with uh my intention of shooting like i'm more concerned about the safety of my camera than creating moments right yeah which is which is exactly why i wanted to start this podcast because i want to make clear to uh well people that you know you you know what you're you were like when you started out like oh it yeah, was yeah definitely a lot of watching youtube a lot of lot watching tutorials and <laughs> yeah yeah and that's good but like I, I kind of checked a box in my head saying that okay i did my photography for the day even though i only took maybe 10 photos that day yeah right yeah so i want to start off this podcast and say that it does i don't care what camera you shoot with i care about why you shoot because right, like, yeah everyone has a camera like, everyone has a smartphone. Everyone has a, an amazing HD camera in their pocket thanks to the power of modern technology. But not everybody goes out and shoot. So for the select few that do, I want to know why, and I want to share that with uh, the people that are listening in right now. Yeah, um, yeah, that's absolutely true. You know what I mean? Um, like you said, um, so many of us just have these great cameras on our phone now these days. I mean, the iPhone ten. I mean, it's got the telephoto lens on it. It can shoot 4K, 60 frames per second. I mean, it's a powerhouse in your pocket. You know what I mean? And, you know... Yeah, like iPhone 7 even. I have an iPhone 7 right now. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, amazing, amazing cameras, amazing, you know, technology that we have. Um, I feel like most people, though, the, the photographers that really go out there and shoot, they're the ones that really are more interested. They're the ones that you see with an actual Canon, no matter what brand it could be. It could be from Canon, Nikon, Sony, you know, you name it. Um, but for me, I feel like um, I started off just on my phone. Um, yeah. I started off on my phone. I looked up. I just went online. I went to Apple's website. And they actually have some web pages where you can go on and just learn how to take silhouettes, learn how to take long exposures, learn how to expose properly, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I did that. And then once my parents started to see that I was getting really, really into it, um, they got me my first camera. And my first camera that I have, I still have it with me right now, actually, since um, I've only been shooting for about probably a year Okay. Um, was a uh, was a Canon 40D. Okay. And, oh. Um, okay. I see. Yeah. So yeah, cropped, not full frame, only 10 megapixels, uh, autofocus, <laughs> pretty bad on the camera, you know. But um, that's the challenge. I feel like a lot of people when they want to get into something that they love or that they think they love, mm -hmm. they they always want to go out all the way at the first sight. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're a if you're a guitarist and you want to play guitar, you know, when you're a beginner, yeah, you want like the the most expensive like $5,000 guitar, but that's not going to make you play any better. You know, you still got to learn the basics and a normal guitar can do that for you. Mm -hmm. And same thing with a camera, you know what I mean? I had to start out with this Canon 40D. Um it had everything I needed. Um and I just challenged myself, you know. Um I remember watching YouTube videos, which I still do because, I mean, there's always new little tips and tricks that you can always, you know, find very helpful. Um, but I remember watching YouTube and um, Peter McKinnon um, was a person that I found uh, quite a bit of inspiration from. He always says, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of camera you have, just challenge yourself to use what you have. Challenge yourself to go out every single day and create new content, create something new. If you've been to the same location 10 times, compose that same place 10 different ways you know that way it's different that way it's not boring that way you learn the basics that much better that way when you go out and you are a lot better those things just come second nature to you um so yeah for me um what i would say i love most about shooting is just being able to kind of tell a story through my pictures, um, with a lot of my portraits, um, they're mostly of friends that live in my area. Um, obviously, I haven't grown a following too big to where you know, I have people coming towards me. I'm more going out to people right now. But I feel like when I do portraits, they kind of, they're supposed to show the person's mood, the kind of like feeling. Um, especially in like their facial expressions and the tones of colors that I use. Um, and I really like doing portraits at night cause I like that kind of neon vibe. I kind of like that, uh, that Brandon Wolfel kind of style. Um, and then with all of my nature kind of like urban edits, those ones, those are I just like doing because I mean, you just get to see a 
beautiful sight um, that speaks more than a thousand words. I mean, when you see a picture of any type of landmark, maybe it's, say, the pyramids of Giza, most people in their lifetime will never, ever get to see that in person. So when you're able to bring a photo to them and you leave them with a feeling of, wow, I want to go see that, or an expression of it leaves them speechless, that's kind of what I strive for is that I want to tell a story and make somebody feel happy and want them to go out and explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so I yeah. definitely, I definitely get what you mean. I definitely see that vibe in your photos. Like, I, I mean, I honestly didn't know that you were a landscape only, a, a mostly landscape guy. Cause like, I just saw the portraits that came up first. Of all. I was like, Oh, this guy's a travel guy or this guy <laughs> is like a, a, like a travel um, lifestyle guy. Like, that, that was my first impression. So if you're just starting out with portraits, well, you're going to have a lot of fun. Because uh, um, <laughs> I per, per, personally, I one of my biggest flaws as a photographer is that I think I'm too good at making my portraits better. I know that sounds like, like oh, I'm too good of, of a photographer. But, like, I focus only on the, the art. I, I focus on, like, only improving the artistic side that I don't do any of the... Um, the things that are more important now, especially in 2019 as a photographer, it's not good enough to take good photos anymore. You have to be a good, you have to be a good networker, a good Instagrammer. A, a, um, but even if you're not on Instagram, like being able to sell yourself as a photographer, even if you're not necessarily working as a photographer, but like that's something as that you do that you want to be taken seriously for. So you have to branch out and gain credibility elsewhere rather than just increasing the photo quality you know what i mean yeah yeah i definitely understand you by that yeah because i mean when you see these like top-notch photographers on on like instagram or you know wherever it may be um you definitely see the more the more creative the creative side it's not just the image quality you can see in their edits the way they they specialize in their photos and you know how they take their personal photos to the next level yeah yeah, like, I mean, and part of that, like, seeing the final product, uh, in a way, I think it makes us as photographers a little bit, um, I want to say a little bit jealous, but, like, not in the jealous sense that, like, oh, I can never take a photo that good, but, like, in the sense that, like, I can take that photo better, and then so we, for me at least, I spend my energy trying to, like, recreate that sort of style and being, like, and, like, adding my own twist to it, mm-hmm. which kind of comes natural with, like, learning and uh, learning how to do better photography. Uh, but I think that too often that we fall into the trap of only doing that, and then we right. don't focus on, like, th- like the second that we, we're like, oh, I need more photography clients, or oh, I need, like, you know, why isn't my Instagram growing? Then we do everything else other than growing our Instagram account or, like, talking to more people about our photo. Like, we then we center too much on trying to be like Peter McKinnon or being like Brandon Wolfel, and then we kind of lose sight of that. I think I got a lot better at picking out moments when I do that and like, okay, like, like reel it in a little bit and think more like practically, (laughs) I guess. Right. Yeah. I get you on that one. Yeah. 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 But anyway, um, I did actually have a topic for today. We are like 13 ish minutes in. So I think this is a good halfway point to get into it. Um, uh, this, this portion's more designed to, like, 
because photography is an ever-changing field. There's always new technology. There's no always new cameras. There's always new whatever. And that does have an effect on people that are in photography today, but also the beginners that are going to pick up this whatever from day one. And right. this just so happens to be... I mean, they can see it before you did, but it is a Sony A6400. Have you um have you seen anything about the six A6400 yet? Honestly, I don't. I, I don't even know what that is. I'm gonna be straight up honest with you. <laughs> it literally came out last night. I was like, oh dang, I need a topic with Jason. What am I gonna talk about? And it's like A6400. Oh. It's like holy crap. Like it just it scared the crap out of me. Is uh, that their? Uh, is that a new mirrorless camera they're coming out with? Yeah. Alright, so, yeah, I got it, um, if you, uh, see on the screen right now, can you see my oh. screen at all? Yes, I can. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, let's see, okay, there we go, this is Sony's page, and then, yeah, it is the, they finally did it, they, uh, they have a modern mirrorless camera with a flip screen. <laughs> Look at that, <laughs> it only took finally. them, like, five years to, add, like, the, do you know, do you remember when they had... Do you remember the last time they did this? No, I don't. It was like five years ago with the A65. No, it was it with the A5000. Like, that's how long ago <laughs> it was. It was like... Yeah. So, I mean, this... I, I think this changes a couple of things, but at the same time, it doesn't. Like, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, Sony finally made the perfect camera. But then I, I like, thought about it a little bit more. And a little bit more is like, wait, like Sony kind of, I'm, I'm not going to uh, let that spoil your first impressions, but like, yeah, like, yeah, what, what, are, your, what are your first impressions actually? Um, I think it's a, I think it's a very nice looking modern camera. Um, the price on it is actually pretty, pretty reasonable for what it is. Um. I mean, for me, I feel like I kind of need to look and read more into the specs of the camera. Yeah, um, like there's like no reviews right now, so that's kind of the right. problem. Yeah, um, but I mean, it looks like it did. It does 4K output. Um, that flip screen is definitely good. Um, that 24.2 megapixels. I mean, that's that's perfect. That's more than enough. Um, the 11 frames per second. That's really good. 4K HDR. I mean. I'm not sure it looks, HDR, though. Okay. Yeah. It looks I don't know. really good. Yeah. And I then that, the autofocus, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I first thought so, too. It's like, oh, it, it, like, checks all the boxes. Like, what what did we want on the perfect camera? We wanted 4K with face tracking, uh, with a flip screen, and, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> make it light, yeah. make it affordable. And it seems to check all those boxes except for one and i think that is audio because if you think about it where are you going to put the microphone true is there no mount you there is but guess where it is on the bottom it's on top <laughs> you know where the flip screen is are you serious yeah they were so close they were oh. so close <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like no, apparently, like, the, the place that you mount the microphone is right in front of where you mount, the, where the screen is. Uh. Okay. I, I will admit, like, 
it's impressive they actually did that in the first place. Like, added a flip screen at all. Right. Uh, but, like, in my mind, uh, like, I'm shooting right now with an ADD. And ADD is recording uh, the video port. It's recording my face right now, basically. And okay. the reason for that is because, like, I don't need a camera guy behind there to constantly face track me. But I can also right. see myself while I'm recording, which is the whole point of having a flip screen. But oh, yeah. you need a microphone, too, because, like, the... I, I, ne I have not come across a single camera that has good, like, built-in mics. Like, they are precisely yeah. zero. Yeah, no, you... Yeah, like, normally... I find it that everybody most of the for mo the most part always has an external mic yeah like they they would rather not shoot any video than shoot video with terrible audio right yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean again like reviews may come out and it turns it may turn out that oh like sony beefed up the last one by adding like really hecka good mics in that case, I then, okay, whatever. Then it is, I, I am happy to make an exception for that, but uh, I, I don't know. And battery life, like, it uses the same batteries, too. Right, yeah. Yeah. But, like, that aside, let's assume that, like, audio is not a problem and, um, and battery life somehow isn't a problem because you happen to have, like, crap tons of batteries for this. Um, like, as a travel photographer, like, do you, would you see yourself using this? Um, sorry, landscape and portraits. Sorry, I, I did it again. Sorry. Uh, the landscape and portrait. Um, honestly, I feel like I would kind of have. If I had to use it, the way I would kind of, if I would have to figure that out, is I would want to have to test it in the field for myself. Um, I wouldn't want to go all the way out of my way to go buy one, shoot with it, and then kind of be disappointed, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah um, I got you. Kind of like how, like, all the companies kind of have their, their press conferences, like how Canon had um, their conference in Hawaii with the EOS R, mm -hmm. and they let some of, like, the major photographers, you know, um, use it and kind of test it out and give their viewpoints of it. Um, that's kind of what I would want to do with it, um, just so that, you know, I could get a feel for how it is, but... I mean, it's got a uh, high resolution, pretty good frames per second. Um, the ISO isn't too bad. So I feel like this would definitely be a good camera for me just because it's a lot better than my 40D, which is what I currently shoot on right now. Um, so I definitely know that I would probably have a pretty good time. It's just getting used to the Sony system since I'm a Canon shooter. Yeah. Yeah, selling lenses is not a fun ordeal. As someone yeah. who has like switched from Nikon to Canon, I that was that was that was <laughs> painful, but it is still like the best decision I've ever I have ever made as far as an investment into my because it's I mean I I know I said twenty minutes ago the camera doesn't matter and it doesn't. It's about how well does the how well can you produce content with your camera it's not yeah, that i, I yeah. you know it's it's not that i couldn't make video with my nikon it's just that the nikon isn't built to make video like that whereas the add is but yeah if I wanna, you know if i want to go for add then i gotta sell all my stuff and then at that point 
it just might not be worth it because I lost a lot of money. Um, yeah. So maybe it's the same ordeal with that. Um, but like, what do you think about people that just don't have a camera at all? And like, they come up to you and say, hey, do you want like, I want to buy a camera for vlogging. What camera would I buy? Like, would you recommend this for vlogging at all? For someone that like, that's like coming from an iPhone. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I could recommend it to somebody. I would just, honestly, I would say that there's probably even a more cheaper, better option than this camera. Um, you could probably find a couple of cheaper items from Canon, um, even some cheaper, um, models from Sony and Nikon. Um, cause for me, yeah to answer your question i will say yes yes you as a beginner yes you could use this one because it's got the flip out screen obviously audio might not be too good but as a beginner obviously you got to learn through those mistakes um and over time you'll definitely get better but in terms of like a price range if that person's like saying hey i want to start vlogging what camera should i get and i have this specific price range you know if their price range is this eight eight hundred dollars to you know thousand dollar and they want to get the sony then you know that's them that's their opinion they can go do that if they have, you know, if they want to spend more money just because that's what they want to do, you know, that's up to them. If they have less money, um, that's up to them as well. So, I mean, um, I would say, I would say yes, yes on this camera, but you could probably find a better, cheaper alternative. That'll be my answer right there. Yeah, I know. It's tough because there's like no reviews out yet. And it's a very, uh, we're, we're talking about it in a very theoretical sense, but... Like, I'm glad Sony had the courage to do this. And not not really courage, but like I, I'm I'm glad they they had enough common sense to understand that people want to see themselves film themselves. Right. I just really wish they either put the screen flipping out to the left or to the right, or have it fl just flip it in the same direction, but put the like the place where you mount the microphone on the side. Like, either right. one of those would work, and it, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll wait another five years, <laughs> and maybe yeah. they'll do that. Let's see what happens. It only took them five years. What's <laughs> another five more? Yeah. But anyway, we have, like, speaking about speaking of five years, we have, like, around five-ish minutes left. So, yeah, like, if we have five minutes, and you can talk about whatever, if you have anything on your mind. If not, then I'll just continue to talk about the Sony or Fuji. Um, let's see, let's see, um, hmm, so how long is the question for you, actually, um, okay. just, uh, because I have some questions, um, uh, what was I going to say, um, your ADD, is that, like, your main camera for everything? Yeah, pretty much, like, I'm a, I'm a hybrid shooter, so I do a lot of work with not only stills, but with video. Uh, and I didn't really know if I was going to be a hybrid shooter until I got, like, maybe, like, like two years in. And I was like, oh, uh -huh. I do a lot of video now. And as I said before, the Nikon just wasn't working out in the same way. It, it produces amazing images, and I can use that. Like, I would be happy to use that to make stills, but with video, it's just an absolute nightmare. Right. Um, but no, I, I um, use the ADD every single day. I do still think that it is one of the best options for hybrid shooters, even though we are in the age of mirrorless cameras. Mm -hmm. 
I still think it holds its own as far as battery life, uh, video autofocus, and overall image quality. Like, okay. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest, this whole entire podcast is going to get uploaded in 4K, and it was shot on a 1080p camera, and nobody's going to comment and say, oh, you upscaled this to 4K, <laughs> why would you do that? No one's going to say that. Let, let, right. Let's be real, no one is going to say that because it doesn't matter. Like, it just straight up doesn't matter. Totally true. Yeah, so, like, yeah. the fact that I can scale it, and, like, I've been doing that for, like, well over a year now with this ADD, and, like, literally no one has said anything. And the reason for that is because nobody paid, pays attention to that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, your, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, go go ahead, I'll ask you after. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, do you, with the 40D, do you, are you getting into hybrid shooting at all? Like, I, I've been noticing a shift for, from photographers to do a lot more video as well or is it pretty much a stills only thing for you well here's here's the thing for me actually just yesterday literally yesterday mm -hmm. i just bought myself my new camera really and i i stepped up i i've been working a part-time job you know i've been saving up money just because i'm like okay you know what i want a mirrorless camera i want it to be full frame and i just a need to update because huh a7 three no, no, I'm still shooting Canon. EOS R? Uh, yeah, I got the R. Oh, look at that. Look at that. What do you think yeah. of it? Actually, um, I, yeah, why, why'd I, you pick the R? <laughs> I'm very curious. Um, I picked the R. Normally, for me, for me, as as of right now, um, it's about more of the shooting experience. It's not more about the video. Um, if I had to do, if I had to pick a camera for, like, the video, I would have chosen the a7 III all the way. Um... Just because I know with the with the Canon, it has that, like that 1.74 4K crop. It doesn't do 120 p frames at 1080p. Um, but for me, this camera um, is definitely a step up, obviously from my my 40D. Um, but I just chose the Canon um, the Canon EOS R because I feel like because it's so new and with so much of its potential. Um, it can definitely go a long way, and especially because I'm more of, um, I wouldn't say this has anything to do with because I'm more of a young person and I'm more of like a kind of like a tech kind of person. Being able to like kind of use that touch bar and use the touch screen and kind of, you know, integrate those into my shooting style is definitely something I'll get used to because I, I know it gets a lot, a lot of backlash for that 4K and especially for that touch bar. But for me, I don't see that as a problem right now because I can see myself um getting past that okay all right uh i have a very strong opinion against the eos r not as a camera in its entirety but like in my mind canon and nikon are five years late at least five years late to the game and i'm i'm straight up disappointed with what they brought to the i when they first came out with their their first digital cameras when they're switching from film it's it obviously it wasn't like a direct replacement but let's be real nobody was in the game back then like kodak like was just left out to dry and they, right, just, yeah. they just allowed themselves to die where fujifilm like really didn't embrace it like like obviously now we have like modern fujifilm mirrorless cameras it wasn't anything like that but they at least they knew that they they were going to have to kill off their main business, which was film. 
Uh, this is going to go over time, by the way, so I hope I'm not taking too much. Oh, this is already over time, actually. I won't, go, fine, I won't go too much over time, but like, I just want to make sure that I, I just get across that I don't completely hate the EOS R. I just think that it, it is the right camera like a couple of years too late. Like if this thing right. came out a year ago, I think it would have. I don't think it would have been perfect, but I think that uh, that uh, Canon would have a very good uh, follow up to that. And like, like if that if the EOS R came alongside with the 5D Mark IV, like a year later, like the 5D Mark IV is like two years old now. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Like I know someone's gonna correct me and say I'm wrong or something like that. Whatever. <laughs> I, I I don't rem I don't memorize when cameras co came out as, from the top of my head. But if that was like the follow up a year later for the 5D Mark IV, uh, and 5D Mark IV users were able to upgrade to that by like trading it in for like I don't know 50% off something like that. I don't know. So like, I I the way Canon handled it seemed like they're charging you the full price of a 5D Mark IV with a camera that has basically no lenses. Like, that's <laughs> my problem with it. Like, it's, it's, you're paying pro prices for a camera that has no ecosystem yet. And, yeah, you can adapt lenses and stuff. Uh, but there's a reason why I went with the 80D and not something like the GH5, which has amazing video performance. It's because the lens options are just not there. Even... With this lens over here, the Sigma 1835F, you, you know how amazing this lens is. Mm -hmm. Yep, you heard about this lens. Yeah, I've actually used one before. It's really good. Yeah, I love this lens. I, I bought two of them, like one for my Nikon, one for my Canon, and I, I obviously sold the one for my Nikon. But like this one over here, like, it's, I can't get this performance anywhere else for under $5,000, basically. Right. And I, I didn't even pay that much for this camera. Uh, so, I... I like the EOS R. I really do. Uh, I have a couple of gripes with it as a camera, like some of the buttons feel a little bit weird. Maybe it's because I'm just so used to my ADD. Um, but like, if I had that I, for a while, I'd probably be very, very happy with it. I'm not saying I would complain to have it. I just think that it's the wrong m business move for Canon because I think that they're going to be an, like another two years behind before they come out with another camera that's going to have dual card slots, that's going to be the pro camera. And I think yeah. that pro camera should have came out this year. Yeah, I get what you mean with that, man. Yeah, because Sony is not going to stop. Fuji is not going to stop. Like, they're they're all coming after... Uh, like, it's... Yeah, it, it's a war, man. It is a straight-up <laughs> mirrorless... I know, like, I'm not the first guy to say it. Um, like, yeah, but it is straight-up a mirrorless war, and uh, we're we might lose some companies which is going to be really sad when that happens yeah yeah definitely down the line yeah yeah but yeah. sorry that ended on a som somber note there but yeah i'm, I'm so R. glad you're enjoying the eos r so i take it you're enjoying the eos r so far yeah yeah um actually let me let me tell you right now i got i ordered it yesterday okay okay so, i ordered it yesterday but it's okay. gonna be coming in it's gonna be coming in friday all right so um, that, that's exciting yeah, and I feel like I feel like one of the reasons I chose the ESR two, uh, from my perspective as a seventeen year old and being young, um, obviously I'm not financially stable like an adult. I don't have, you know, a stable salary or you know I can go make money every single day, and you know financially I know that I can pay for all this stuff without having to worry. 
for me being 17 and already just having only one Canon camera to shoot on, it would be hard financially for me to switch from my Canon 40D all the way to either a Nikon or even a Sony. And then I have that camera. Yes, I have a Sony, but then I have no lenses for it. And then if anything, you know, I'll have to buy a convert if I want to use my Canon lenses and that's expensive in itself. So for me, um, I chose the EOS R just because for me, it's also uh, a good financial move for me where I am right now. All right. All right, sweet. I'm going to pretty much wrap it up there. I know there's like like two more topics on the top of my head I really want to discuss, but like I'll I'll save those for another. I, I'm actually going to write them down right now just so I can uh, remember for next time. All right. Uh, yeah, so yeah, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter mainly. Um, so my Instagram is Jason Sunker. Uh, my Twitter is also just Jason Sunker. You can find me on there. Um, I'd say if you definitely want to find more of uh, just kind of what I shoot, you want to hit me up for inquiries about uh, any type of photos. If you live in the Southern California area, definitely go to my Instagram. Um, give me a call. Give me an email. Uh, give me a DM. Um, and then also on my Twitter, I do post every now and then uh, pictures on Twitter. Um, you can also hit me up on there as well if you're interested in any information. Um and yeah that's pretty much it all right sweet all right i think we got a good one all right oh uh, yeah so uh yeah that's jason sunker over there and um david and i am still your resident hotshot photographer this has been the honey batcher podcast and we'll see you guys in the next one all right take care all right see you around see ya Woo! that was good that felt good